Hey, what's good? It's your boy OG Bernie. And as I as you have been waiting for, I'm gonna give you my predictions for the conference finals. This is the Let Bird Rant Podcast, and can I talk my shit again? Well, we start with the Western Conference Finals. We use the Rockets versus the Golden State Warriors. I predicted this from the jump right now that it's gonna be these two. These two are the these two are the best superpower teams we got right now in the NBA today. And I don't feel like, you know, if this was this could have been an NBA finals if one of them went to the East automatically. This is by far the greatest off we're gonna watch maybe the greatest offensive performance in basketball history right now. Let's take a stand with everybody get his free. Everybody get offensive rebound. Everybody's gonna just and there's defense too. There's defense into this too. There's defense between the Warriors and the defense to the Rockets. And um this is gonna be I I don't know. I think it's gonna be a high I think it's gonna be a high it's gonna be a high scoring game. There's no reason to believe that a team that wins the game is not gonna go over 100 points. I think that's gonna happen. Both teams will have to shoot over 100 points just to win this game. Uh, my prediction on this right now, so far, like I said, I've been accurate right now when it, when it came to this. Now, the, the seeding-wise, when I talk about the second round, different, but nonetheless, this is perfect because they're both here. These are the top two teams in the NBA, and I feel like they would be the top two teams that get to the Western Conference Finals. You got if you listen, even if you got somebody stopping, you know, Steph Curry, you know, which a matchup which will be Chris Paul and Steph Curry. And you know, as far as a as a floor general, Chris Paul is definitely the floor general. But I'm gonna pick Steph Curry right now. Steph Curry is healthy right now. Since he's been since he's returned, he's averaged 25 points a game. You know, Chris Paul, you know, 41, 41 points, you know, clincher against the Jazz right now. Marvelous at a time where they needed they needed to see what Paul can do also. You know, Paul is finally in the conference finals for the first time in his career. James Harden is back for the fourth time. This team is firing all cylinders. And um it's gonna be this this I like this matchup. This is gonna be a tough matchup, but I think Seth Curry will win this matchup between the point guards because you know he's he's healthy now. He's he's not like he's He's don't show no sign of hurt in his ankle. I think he's now feeling comfortable. He's, he's, he's back to what we've been seeing from him all year right now when he averaged about 26 points a game. This team, this Warriors team can pass the ball so well that, you know, no, there's no hero ball. There's no hero ball within this team. As in the war, and in the Rockets, you know, you got James Harden and Chris Paul. They're going to, they're going to, they're playing Warrior ball. Automatically, in this squad, no, not so much. Everybody's passable. Shooting guards right now, you already know I'm gonna say James Harden. I, I was, I didn't want to talk about this because there's not much to talk about. James Harden, hands down, is a better overall player off the two than Clay Thompson. But that's not. I'm not discounting Clay. You know, I mean Clay Thompson because we know what he can do. So if he listen, he set the NBA record for most points in a quarter ever with what 30 points in a quarter. At one time he scored 60 in less than 30 minutes. So he Clay Thompson ain't nobody to fuck with. He can if on a on a 
Give him a, you give him a, you give him a, you give him a chance right now. He can go, but he can go for 70 right now, and maybe in 14 minutes. He just isn't. Clay Thompson is that great of a player. You know, just because you know he's the third wheel on his, he's the, maybe he may be the third option on his Warriors squad. He's a great, he's the greatest third option ever in basketball history. The greatest third option. You you really want, you know, if you really had to pick an option who was a, you know, for the third man on this team, like a big three, like, he, he, I take Clay Thompson. He can score at will. We don't, he, you know, he's not as efficient as um, Durant or Curry, but give him, give him, give him something to feel good about. He is going off on any team. And don't trust me, a lot of struggling teams will use him as a number one option, hands down. Klay Thompson will definitely play for a number one option. But in this matchup-wise right now, I'm going with the more consistent player, James Harden. And I'm listen, they should listen, I don't know why they ain't they taking so long to give out the MVP trophies. Give it to James Harden already. He he he's he's definitely the MVP this year. He's played up to the, he's played up to level expectation plus more. And this Rocket team is a franchise record 61 wins. Give him that award. Now we look at this the uh, fourth position. And um Well, I don't even know what they're gonna you know I you know I just realized right now because who who the fuck are the Warriors are gonna really what lineup the Warriors got right now because I've been hearing this lineup called the Hampton lineup right now, and this is supposed to be the greatest lineup in basketball history with all those guys and then Andre Iguodala. So right now, I got to take a step back because I don't even know who is what right now, but if you're doing by small forward rise, it'll be definitely Kevin Durant. I think they're going to keep him in his natural three spot. I don't know who the Warriors, who the Rockets are matching up with. I don't even know. But whoever they match up with, I think either with Trevor Reza automatically then no contest i'm picking 10 times out of 11 well 10 times out of 10 i'm picking durant durant is a durant is an mvp a finals mvp and all he does is score about 30 points a game right now he's when it's all said and done he's he could be the most, most prolific shooter in basketball history hands down he could be the most prolific scorer not greatest because I think everybody's already made it clear that Steph Curry is the greatest. But I think he could be the greatest, you know, player ever. And um, it's not even it's not even a contest. Durant is just you know, Durant is a man of his own right now. He's he's definitely he's definitely taken he's he stepped up his elevation at level, especially as a pad, a playmaker that's leaving the Thunder. Instead of being a number one option, he don't care about even being number two option. But I think for them to, you know, go to the next level, they're going to need Durant to be that number one option right now. They don't, like I said, they don't care about, they don't care about, the, you know, they, don't, they want Durant to be number one. They love Steph Curry. They love Klay Thompson. And Draymond Green is the emotional leader. But for Durant, they need him to be everything that he says he's going to be. On the opposite side of the Rockets right now, Trevor Reza. I you know Trevor Reza, he's not a scrub, but he like I said, he's already up there. He's up there in age right now, what's 35, 36? He's not a young guy no more. I think he's been he's in the NBA for what 14, 15 years already? He's a solid defensive player. And he's a body that can match up against Durant. 
when I'm looking at the matchup, automatically it's fucking Durant. But if you throw some bodies around Durant, like like I said, Trevor Ariza, uh, you know, whoever you you know bring up from the like Ryan Anderson, somebody that can match up with Durant, like I said, you could get him. But like I said, it doesn't it, you not you. But if you do that to get Durant, who else can you get around Clay and Curry and even Iguodala? Iguodala can get twenty points on a good day. And Draymond Green also don't. Not because Draymond Green is not talked about as a scorer, don't mean he can't score. Now with a power forward position, I don't even know. I can't honestly. I can't speak on who's a power forward for the Rockets. I think it's a power. I don't. I think it's, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's a power forward by committee over there. So I, just because of that, I won't even. I won't even go that far with who's a power forward over there because you got Andre Iguodala most likely going to be the power forward. Even though he can definitely, he can he can play four positions. He could he can play four positions. Iguodala, but I'm pretty sure they're gonna probably have him as a power forward. Even though he 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 knows that he's not a power forward by no stretch of the imagination. Most likely, which means they're gonna most likely switch this lineup around to where they're gonna put Clay Thompson as the three, Durant as a four, Draymond Green as the five, and Iguodala as a two. Which just don't matter to me, like I said. Because they don't, this, this is an interchangeable lineup with players that are going to go to different positions. With um, Eagle Dollar, though, like I said, he's def, he's a game changer. He could definitely, you know, him on, the, him on the lineup right now, he's a playmaker first that can score. And he's not a scorer of himself right now. He was a what's home to slam dunk champion at one point. And he was at the, he was, he was considered the franchise of the 76ers before they made them changes and started going downhill. He can definitely, Iguodala can definitely play. So I think whoever is that matchup, I think I'll, I'll, I'll give that one to Iguodala just because I just know him more than I know the Rockets. Like I said, I've been stuck on the Rockets, just those two. And then you got Eric Gordon, you got Trevor Ariza, you got Clint Capella. Which we'll talk about right now, Clint Capella against Draymond Green. And, you know, matchup-wise, matchup you would I would say Clint Capella. But as I said, Clint Cabello's never been into this situation before. He's not, you know, and he's he's very young. I don't know what Clint Cabello can give me. I do know that, you know, they are like what fifty-five and three when Clint Cabello, James Harden, and um, CP3 are all on the same court, which is impressive. Which is very impressive. But what you know, Clint Cabello, he does more than he's not a scorer. He's a Rebound block guy, you know, he's a guy that's he's a he's a big body right there He can shoot outside, you know Just that whole a little small five-foot area. He can shoot over five feet So he's not scared. He won't he's not scared to shoot it And I think he needs to he needs to be the one that stretches the floor out for guys like Harden if he can stretch out I think him stretching out will be a nightmare problem for the Warriors. I, I believe Especially you put big bodies out there against Clint Capella. Now, against Raymond Green, Raymond Green, like I said, he's not really a five to begin with. He's a natural. I think he's a natural three. He's an undersized. He's an undersized player. What at six? What is he? Six six? If I'm not mistaken, he's a six six guy who can pretty much play almost every position except for the 
point guard. I think he can, you know, he's not he's definitely a playmaker. That's why you could put him as a point guard. But um he does he does he's a guy that can get a triple double on a nightly basis. And he just he's amazing. He's an amazing guy with a lot of anger issues. He got a lot of high energy. He's not scared to speak his mind. He's not scared to take any type of chances. He's not scared to get suspended. That's all we know for Draymond Green. He's, you call him a bully, he's a baiter. You can say whatever he wants, but Draymond Green, he's the heart and soul of that, that organization. And it all goes through him. And he's a proven winner. I'll, I'll give it to him on that matchup-wise. Which means, like I said, you already know what I'm going with, with this matchup between him and the Warriors. And I'm automatically, I like the Warriors, hands down, we win it. And I'm picking five. I'm picking five games. Five games I give to the Warriors to beat up the Rockets. Similar offense. If I'm not mistaken, I guess similar defense if you want to put it that way. But it's just that the Warriors, I think the Warriors interchangeable players right now. Like I said, Steph Curry could be a shooting guard. Klay Thompson could be could play the five. Draymond Green could play pretty much every position. Kevin Durant, you know, uh, you know, he can he can be a shooting guard. Um Iguodala can also play five positions. Well four. So, so these guys can move around, especially on the defensive side right now where it might be a problem for the Rockets to match up. Now, as I said, Rockets led the league in three-pointers. So, you know, unless they got, you know, unless they they, they go they start getting hot and just start landing fly, your best bet right now for the Rockets, you got to let it fly. Let them, three, let them threes fly. Let them fly perfectly, too, because... You gonna it's gonna it's gonna this is gonna be an offensive shootout between two of the greatest offensive teams ever. And does the Rocket have a chance? They always at the end they do. They 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 had the best record for a reason. They oh they have a chance. They always have a chance to do something. But will it work against the, this Warriors team? No. What might go against them is the bench because like I say you take Iguodala. Off the bench right now, and there's a, there's a hole in that bench if you need to sub in somebody. But nonetheless, like I said, this bench still got David West, Sean Livingston, Nick Young, Javel McGee. These are these are these are solid these are solid players. So I don't I don't really see how much of a loss compared to the Rockets right now. Eric Gordon is the man right now. He probably is going to win back to back six man of the year award because he's. He is, he is that down he is that electric right now for this rocket team and they need all his points I think he what he has 20 points off the bench this season they need all of that from this guy right now he can do that he can give it to them and he's going to give it to them but um I give the Warriors a five it won't be a sweep it won't be no gentleman it won't be no just epic sweep I think the Warriors will have to at least take half they have to take one at least game one away from the Rockets, and then from there, you know, just listen. I, Warriors are not gonna go out swinging, and so are the Rockets. But that's my overall take on this right now. I, as I said, you heard the matchups, you heard the players. 
the coaches is definitely gonna have um, a say in it. Also, you know, Dan Tony, you know, he's been he's been in this situation before when he got to the conference finals with the Suns and no success. He's got the defense. Fine, he's got the defense for once that can take him over the hump this time around. Unlike the last couple of times with teams that you know, great offense numbers but just can't push the balls, you know, defensively at all. And um, this is that's this is gonna be this is gonna be the test of all tests right now. See if D'Antoni can finally push his way through this. Obviously, Steve Kerr, motherfucker, he's the only coach I know I can just sit back and not do shit and just win. That's how it looks so easy for him right now. He reminds me of Phil Jackson, just like sit down, and just watch everybody, just play and just okay win. He ain't gotta do much. But I think this is this is gonna definitely he's gonna definitely have to be he's gonna have to be he's gonna be ready. He's gonna be tested ready because he knows that the war you know the Rockets best record of basketball. They're hungry. They wanna beat the Warriors. They made the roster specifically just to beat the Warriors. Problem is the Warriors got the roster that win the championship every year. And nobody can stop him. So this is this is this is gonna be this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be really fun. I really I like I said I guys it's a Warriors in five. I really love to see you know how the how the first game goes down because like I said the first game is always the big one. Because that, that sets the tone for everything else and then once you go to game two if the Warriors takes it up two games to zero and automatically Rockets are in trouble because the Warriors all they gotta do is take one and you know and if they force it Game six, Warriors gonna end it right there. If Rockets win two, the pressure is on the Warriors to at least no the pressure is on the Warriors to get back to back wins at home to defend home court. And they haven't they haven't lost at home this all this whole playoffs. So and this has been a quick playoffs also for the Warriors. So they're not so they're not gonna just waste no time and play around. Both the teams have only lost two games. So they both they're both they're both they're both hungry, they're both ready. And we're gonna see who wins this slugfest. All right, um, to quickly get this one out of the way, also because I know they're under they're underway right now with their first game between the Cavaliers and the Celtics. Um, I won't even go for matchup wise between the lineups because their lineups be changing to way too many times. Celtics has been dealing with a lot of injuries, as you may know. So as the Cavaliers, a lot of injuries. So I haven't gotten a chance to really dive into this but I'll say I'll say it in this way the Celtics and the Cavaliers played last year Cavaliers you know Cavaliers had LeBron Kyrie Kevin Love they were all health I think they were all at top strength at that time before they won in five and um Celtics they was they had they, they had a solid roster also and with Isaiah Thomas but you know like you said Isaiah Thomas was going through his emotional issues and by the time they clashed, you know, Isaiah Thomas was out of the playoffs. Sprained left ankle. The same one he refused to get surgery on that kind of derailed his, his whole year from Celtics to Cavaliers and to the fucking Lakers now. Nonetheless, everybody knows Cavaliers won in five. They went on to NBA Finals and lost in five. Now, they, it's round two. This time, a whole new supporting cast of people around them. The players that got that was traded in that mega trade that sent Kyrie. Yes, Kyrie got traded. If people who don't may know, Kyrie is now a member of the Boston Celtics. 
He had a, he had a solid season. Not a great season, but a solid season. He had, what, 22, 23 points a game? That's around his average, career average. But by around the beginning of April, he opted for surgery on his leg. Recovery time is like, what, four, five, seven, six, seven months? So he's, he's, so he, it was best to him to take it now. That way he could be ready for the start of, you know, training camp in the next year. So, especially as a contract year. Peace, peace, peace. What's that? Hold on. Sorry, folks. I'm walking and talking to y'all and seeing where the bus is at all at the same time. Bear with me. But, um, okay, anyway. All right, buses should be here in a little bit. Now, with certain, you know, with certain teams, you know, certain teams, you don't know what's, you don't know if they can come back from a loss in the playoffs and make it this far. Celtics not only came back, they definitely... They definitely just listen. They they out. They destroyed my whole bracket because I had them at a different. I had them pretty much different. I had them on a different because on my bracket with the Celtics right now against the Bucks, I, I thought they were gonna lose in six, maybe seven. Boston was able to prove me wrong. They beat the Bucks in seven. Then they got to the 76ers, which I thought 76ers were a better team than them. You know, even though they were a year ahead of their time, they were a better team than the Celtics. Beat them in five. So now we face the Cavaliers. And this is not the same. This is like I said, by far, not the same Cavaliers team. Um, LeBron is not. LeBron is their best defensive player on a team that has shows no sign of defense. And um, nice. And the whole I I I won't even talk about lineups right now because like I said. Anytime somebody match up with LeBron James, automatically LeBron James is winning nine times out of nine. Just that he's perfect at that point. You can't really touch LeBron. So we look at we look at J, you know J.R. Smith, who struggled at times. He's been he's been oh he's been decent in the playoffs than the regular season. But that don't really it don't the regular season don't really matter as long as you get in and then once you get in anything goes. Celtics are a two seed. For people who don't who who may forget, they are the number two seed. They were number two. They were number two seed team for a reason, because the Raptors was number one, and obviously, so with the Raptors, they got smoked. Celtics are also by far maybe the most defensive basketball team in basketball. The only difference is they don't gotta make a superstar as in Kyrie. Kyrie is a superstar. They don't got him. They got Terry Rozier, you know, the thirty-year point guard, who's definitely. He's definitely stepped. He's definitely stepped his game up tremendously in these playoffs right now. And whoever team he goes to, he is a few. He is, like I said, he is a future. He's a starting point guard, automatically. The fact that the Celtics are still able to get through this without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, and with me even saying that they're gonna get eliminated. Yo, much much respect. Much respect to the you know Celtics. And like I said, defensively there they're gonna be they're gonna be a massive problem for the Cavaliers because like I said they got length, much more they a lot more than they had last year. They got they got youth. They got younger also. And you know, sometimes you need experience against certain teams, especially Cavaliers. You need a lot of experience against a Cavaliers team with them. 
I think the only problem is right now, these guys are tested. These guys are hungry. These guys are coming. These guys are coming in, believing in themselves that they can beat anybody. With the Bucks, you already know, the Bucks had a superstar in, you know, Giannis. They had a star, all-star, a an all-star in Middleton. Blesser also could be all-star. Spanked them in seven. You got an all-star in MB. You got a, a, a soon-to-be superstar in Ben Simmons. You got a lot of role, good role players like a shit hit the threes, and the Celtics stopped them. You got a, you got maybe the greatest. He got, you got the greatest player of our generation right now, mixed with a guy who not that long ago was was a captain of his, who was a leader of his own team before coming to Cleveland. And, you know, despite shadowing his points down, he could still ball and Kevin Love. You got a former six man of the year awards in J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, who could hit. Who's one of the greatest three-point shooters ever? Um, you got you got so many different type of role players on his team right now that can step in and help out on the Cavaliers. And yet the Celtics, the Celtics, they Celtics are still defensively. Celtics just they just play so great, and that's just I just mentioned that's Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is able is one hell of a coach. He can coach it. He can coach. He can. He's a really and. It'll be, it'll, like I said, I still got the Cavaliers. Like I said, I'll, I'll just leave it short. I got the Cavaliers right now in six. I got the Cavaliers in six because I. it'll be painful to see. It'll be really, it'll be painful to see the Celtics go take a game seven and lose to them. I, don't, I think that'll be, that'll be, that's when you know that, you know, LeBron got the Celtics number. He could take us a game seven and beat you over there. But six because I feel like. The Cavaliers is LeBron. I think LeBron will overpower him. He's been the man of the East for so long for for a good reason, and nobody's been really been able to test him. Now the Pacers, the Pacers had a good chance of beating him. The Pacers had the best had the best chance of beating him, and that didn't happen. And then the Raptors, you already know how that worked. It, it was it, the Raptors stand no chance. They mentally couldn't beat LeBron. The Celtics is a different situation. The Celtics are not the Raptors, as you know. LeBron has, you know, LeBron also has the Celtics number also. But don't forget, the Celtics also had LeBron's number. If I'm not mistaken, the Celtics was the last team that LeBron lost to in, I think, the second round. That made LeBron leave to, leave to go to the Heats. And since then, LeBron's been able to beat them. He's now back in Cleveland. He was still able to beat them regardless. But right now, this might be the Celtics. This might be the Celtics' turn right now to take their shot. Especially with a Cavaliers team that might be the worst defensive Cavaliers team LeBron ever played with despite LeBron's having a great he still had a, another great year he played every game he did lead the league in minutes this team has run, has ride LeBron James on his back and eventually it's going to come to the point that LeBron's going to be burned out playing every all them games consecutively especially going to the NBA Finals it takes a toll but yet he's been able to survive all the you know the brutality of it but the Cavaliers still in six because I think the bench players will, will do a little bit more to help out than the, than the Celtics. I think, you know, the Celtics, for Celtics to win right now, they will have to, Tatum will have to be a, has to be a, will have to be just automatically a superstar. It will have to be a superstar effort from him right now. It have to be a superstar effort of Terry Rozier. Jalen Brown will have to be a superstar that they see envisioning him. Pretty much all these guys in the Celtics will have to step up a year ahead of time. A year before the process is complete for them, because I think they could. I could. I feel like this team next season could be in the championships automatically. 
But for them right now, if they want to get there ahead before they should be, then they have they will have to step up everywhere. Terry Rozier will have to step up in a big way. And you already know, Tatum, as I said, Rozier, you know, he came from off the bench. Now he's he's the man right now. You know, something something about the Celtics team is just like you said, it's a it's a feel-good story for Celtics right now, especially, you know, from last year and the Isaiah Thomas debacle. They signing Hayward for a lot of money and he get hurt. Getting trading to get, you know, Kyrie. He's hurt. So the plans that they get, you know, from Danny Age didn't work out, but Danny Age always had other ways and means and he got all these other core players around him and he got graphics the next year also. Add in Greg Monroe to help out. This team this team could do something. And this is my cue to go. Enjoy the Eastern Conference Finals that's starting currently right now. And the Western Conference Finals will be later on tomorrow. And um, I'll give you the, the, I guess I'll look at the scores and give you the play-by-play of how that goes along with other news. And uh, shit for me to talk about is OG Bernie. Follow me, OG Bernie. O-G-B-U-R-N-I-E. Twitter, Facebook, Graham. I mean, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm out. Peace, love, and hair grease. Bye.